0: I'm recording as well so I can start right no yes please see okay uh please again how do I pronounce your name <laughs> you
1: say <laughs> yeah no problem so actually my full name is Um Bimini Fatbimi right well okay for short you can just call me Nii nee. so my short name is yeah. N-I-Y-I so that's um Nii nee. yeah yeah so that's good yeah that's
0: that's actually how I've been pronouncing it I've been pronouncing it Nii nee. I just wanted to make sure it's correct. Um, yeah. And I think I just want to start off by saying thank you um, yeah, no problem. for taking time out of your schedule. I know you are a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, everyone, with a lot going on. crazy. So thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. Everybody's busy. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm grateful to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for taking time out Thank you. Me. Thank you for having me also. It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Yeah. Uh, and just before we start, I think I know what you do. I think I've looked a little bit into your work, not extensively, yeah. uh, but I think to just kick us off, please tell us who Ni is as a person, as a creative. Just yeah. introduce yourself so that people can get an idea of what we're going to be talking about today.
1: So, my name is um, Ni Fagwemi. Um, I'm a photographer and a cinematographer based here in Nigeria. Um, I've been a photographer for about three years. And um, while a cinematographer in the past year, I have been learning cinematography. So, I'm not yet perfect, I'm not yet where I want to be, um, but I'm still learning as much as I can. So, I've been into photography here in Nigeria. I've been able to get some work outside of the country also. So, I have a little experience in photography and Mm -hmm. also in cinematography.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you talk about how (laughs) you're still not perfect and you're still not where you are. But I've seen your work. And I'll definitely leave a link in the description for people to check out because it's amazing. But Thank you. I mean, with my standards and I think with a lot of people's standards, you're going to see your work and recommend it as top tier. You know what I mean? So, you say yeah. you're not where you want to be, but a lot of people look at it and say it's amazing. Uh, but for someone who's been in yeah. it for only about you. a year, what do you think has been the key factors in being able to get you to where you are in terms of experience in such, in such a short space of time?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so there's this um, quote that says um, repetition comes before mastery. So, that's really what has helped me. It's not... I'm not really talented per se. So I just make sure I learn something and I repeat it until I'm very good at it. So that's, that's one thing that really helps me and um, to get to where I am. So every single day I have held my camera, every single day I've held my drone. So it's just something. So just use it a day on your laptop. No, no matter, even if you don't post it, just ensure you do something um, towards that craft and you become a master at it.
0: That's, that's a very good piece of advice, and I do agree with that. I think I've heard something or read somewhere uh, something about working at something for about 10,000 hours will turn you into a pro at it or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. time invested, I think, is one of the most important resources. It's one of the res- important investments into anything and one of your most important yeah. resources. And I think even the way we charge as creators, as photographers, as videographers, yeah. we charge according to how much time it's going to take us to produce this piece of work. So you putting time into this thing, uh, the way you're saying, uh, it's not a shock or a surprise to see how you've been able to grow and become so good at what you do in in such a short space of time. Uh, You also talk about being a photographer only for the last three years. Um, What were you doing before content creation? What was me up to? And what led you to take up photography full time and be d- being de- now having to do it for the last three years?
1: I myself, um, I studied engineering, mechanical engineering to be precise. So um, I actually have a yeah, <laughs> I actually have a lot of experience um, in the mechanical engineering field and also in the project engineering field. Yeah, so. Um, for the past three years I've been into photography for about a year um out of those three years, um I've been working, um I had a nine to five in quotes. So it's something I really enjoyed, but at the same time it didn't really work out. Um and I prefer um photography to the nine to five. Yeah. So do you want me to go into detail that's about the nine to five?
0: I mean I mean you can definitely go into detail if you'd like, but it's, it's, it's quite surprising. Uh, and you're not the first person I've sat down with, the first creative. I've sat down with musicians and photographers and different kinds of people. Yeah. Who are very, very much educated people. So it's not like <laughs> <laughs> photography is like a second choice thing. Yeah. Or, you know, they're trying to make a hustle. These are people who could literally be working in, in the corporate world and have normal nine to fives, but the creativity was just calling them. You know, I've sat down with yeah. people who are lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, people who are engineers like you. And it's quite, quite mind blowing. To think that someone would <laughs> invest so much time, I guess, yeah. into a not an easy degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Late Definitely. nights like and years. the hard work. Yeah. And then you kind of, yeah, it's it's a it's a long time, and it's uh, a lot that that's invested in it, and then you just kind of leave that and pursue creativity. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with yeah. that, but what kind of drives you specifically, or what kind of drove you specifically to leave that and chase? The creative side of life. Okay, so yeah, so um, so so
1: one thing um that made me to actually start the nine to five was um because I didn't learn this early on um how to convert my um skill that's photography skill into um remuneration that's money. So it's something I believe every creator needs to learn um. In the initial stages when they start, um, either photography, videography, anything you want to do. So it's something that'll be able to determine the steps you take. So most people have a nine to five, not because they love their job. I'm not I'm not trying to talk down on a nine to five person. I believe it's, it's um they're really making um, a lot of impact to the community and to the society. And um, but most people have a nine to five just because of the money. It's not it's not really giving um um, a lot of us so like when i when i had my 95 i had some sort of fulfillment but i knew that there was something i wanted to be doing something that wants something that was going to wake me up at 3 a.m to learn something to edit so yeah so i know i haven't i haven't made the, the wrong choice it's just something i knew that was the right thing for me to do to like pursue photography and then leave the five.
0: okay so now now you're saying that the key thing here was learning how to turn your craft and your art and your talent into remuneration into money Uh, and what have been the key aspect or the key pointers if you were to hold a seminar right now (laughs) uh, or make a presentation what key things would you speak about what things are important as a creative person speaking to other creative people to look out for to be aware of when you're turning your art into money
1: okay so the first thing i'll say is um um
0: starts with
1: a lot of collaboration so collaboration Mm. in terms of starts with your close circle so a lot of people go out the let's say they go and start looking for um, um models like that outside their creative circle you can start with some friends just show so it's more or less advertising showing the world what you can do so start with that you there is no way Okay, sorry, not not no way, right? It's going to be really hard to start with um, paid work because nobody really knows what you can do until they see what you have done before. And in order to show what you have done before, you need to do something that is free and of a collaborative service with someone. So have a close circle yeah. that you always collaborate with and then you'll be able okay. to show people what you can do and then people will contact you. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. And I think uh, yeah. collaborations is a very big part of my, I guess, philosophy or my ideology. Yeah, sure. I believe so much in working with other people. Uh, not just for mm-hmm. what you're talking about, you know, getting yourself out there, but there's so much that can be learned from other people. Um, definitely. I think. You can give three photographers the same lighting, the same camera, the same model, the same setting, and the same amount of time. Yeah. But they will all produce different images. The like they will yeah. all produce something different. And you'll be like, what happened? Did you guys really use the same gear? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because people yeah. do it differently. And that's the beauty about the art. It's that mm-hmm. everyone sees everything differently. Everybody chooses to use the gear differently. And so for me, yeah. sitting down and chatting to or sitting down and working with different other creators in my space, it's like I learn so much. I get a different perspective. Uh, but you also yeah. have to be very humble in that, right? Like <laughs> you can work mm-hmm. with certain yeah, sure, people definitely. and if, if you're not careful, you always kind of feel like ah, you're not doing it the way I do it, so it's wrong. Um, yeah. But if you yeah. have an open mind, you're, o- you're very capable and open to seeing things very differently uh, from the way you used mm-hmm. to be doing things you know I mean?
1: exactly yeah so Definitely. i appreciate
0: that advice and i'm really gonna uh reach off of that um but you also yeah. mentioned earlier when we were speaking uh about how yeah. you've had the opportunity to do jobs out of the country out of nigeria yes um how has that experience been for you? i mean
1: it's it's been all right it's been good so um fortunately for me um I also specialize in travel photography. So, um, I get a lot of inquiries, um, from day to day on, um, how much I charge, um, whether I'm available in social so and so country from social so and so time. But there are some clients that are, um, willing to travel you out, which is something I believe every photographer would love and every creative will love so
0: yeah some clients are willing
1: to travel yeah so once they see the quality of your work so they'll be willing to travel you out there at at their own cost
0: yeah
1: and is is, it something that you look forward
0: to is it something that you look forward to in terms of which countries would you love to visit which countries would you like to go and make content in yeah,
1: sure. So, so the thing is, I already have like my own bucket list of countries. So, unfortunately, um, okay. I've been able to shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me say, um, I'll start with African countries. So I know I want to go to Kenya, okay. I want to go to Senegal, I want to go to South Africa. Um.
0: Yay! Please come down, bruh. Come <laughs> down to South Africa. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. <laughs> I'll be in SA soon, hopefully. As long as one mm-hmm. we'll carries me there, or maybe a mini vacation. Yeah. So maybe Salvador. the other two countries, yeah the other two countries are um Egypt and I think Iran I just I'm, I'm I, I need to okay. the last the last one yeah
0: Okay and 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 why yeah. these countries
1: Well no, so the thing is I've seen them I've seen pictures of them on social media um a lot of them mm. have like good aesthetics and they have a nice mm-hmm. um a nice on the environment, nice natural um, reserves and stuff. So, especially Kenya. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, they, they definitely do. And uh, you see it a lot uh, on Instagram, you see it a lot on the socials. It's almost how yeah. I make my decisions as well as to where I would love to go and visit. It's You see the kind of content that people are making there, and you're like, I would love to take something like that to be in yeah, that space definitely. and let my mind explore. You know? I think it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Um.
1: Yeah.
0: But what's the most favorite project you worked on? I've seen you've done quite a number of things in the last three years, uh photography, uh, and video. Uh, you have to have one that is your favorite, the one that you always think about and look back at it and you're like, Yo, I'm really proud of how this came out. Which project is that?
1: Yeah. Um, so maybe I have um about two in particular. So it's um Yeah. Yeah, so it's um it's a video project. So fortunately, they were shot here in Nigeria. Um, the reason why I'm so proud of how we came out is, number one, we were able to tell a story, and also we, we were able to show like the beauty that we have here in Abuja, Nigeria. So if you go to my page, um, the first one is titled "Um Sunset Drive," and the second one, okay, actually oh, play, I it's know total.
0: that one. Oh, I know yeah. that one. It's the one with the two mm-hmm. gents and they've got the suits on and yeah, there's exactly. a white car. Oh, dang! Yeah. That was fire, yo.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so it took a lot of planning, but I mean, it worked out. worked out very well. So, so that one. Um, we also have um the um runaway with the two models on the bicycle.
0: On the bicycle. Oh my days. Yeah. Yo. Then I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then the last one is um um living life on the edge. So that was shot earlier this year also. So we're able to tell like um, tell a story on how um, Abuja is not just this place that people say to come. It's not only good roads we have. We also like we also have some um, good scenery. Mm.
0: Yeah. And how big are the teams that you kind of work it with on projects like these?
1: Yeah. So um, so the thing is, this is my own preference, right? So I like to I like to keep my team my team as small as possible. Not because not because I don't like not because I don't like working with people, but um also you save time, you save resources, and also you save um um money. You get so the smaller the team, the more resources you you save. But also you, there has to be a balance. You can't say I I would never shoot any of any of what I've done right. I would never do it on my own. You get so I have like a team of myself. Um I have like an assistant videographer, then we have someone that is there for sound engineering, but not every single time. then we have the models, then we have the makeup artist Then
0: mm-hmm. no, but you're right. um I think most importantly, what you said there is that you can't do these things on your own. <laughs> uh, it would be quite intense if you tried to tackle some of the jobs uh, and some of the creative concepts by yourself, it's almost nearly impossible. Uh, and that's why all these different people specialize in things like that, sound engineers, makeup artists, that that is what they do and they do it best. Um, but also you mentioned a very key thing, sound very much like a project manager type of answer. Uh, like the smaller the team, the less the cost, the less the time, the less the hustle. You know, you deal with less names, you deal with less people. And communication is also easier to to go through the entire team. Um, so I love that. And I appreciate uh, the balance of knowing that you need people, but also knowing that you don't need too many people on it as well. Because it can easily get confusing and complicated uh, mm-hmm. before you realize it. Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: Sorry, so, so just, to, just to just to mention, right? I think you also mentioned yeah. something that was really good. So, like the like it's more more or less like a project manager role, you get. So that mm-hmm. is that is mm-hmm. something that is something like my 9 to 5 actually and um, taught me. You get so so it's not it's not something that you can really learn um, with um, with a book. So it's with knowledge and with experience that you learn that. So. So if you're doing a 9-to-5 right now and you're looking for, like let's say, you're looking for a reason to stop it. So if you want to do that, um, I will not make that choice for you. But I want to say something that no matter what work you do, so no matter what 9-to-5 it is, there is always still something to learn out of it. Even if it's not going to be um, your 9-to-5 on the long run, there is always something to learn at every single time. Yeah, Um, where where you see yourself.
0: I love that you mentioned that i love that you speak about that i think it just brings me i think everyone now is anticipating and kind of wondering what was this guy's nine to five <laughs> so please tell us more a little bit in depth about what your nine to five was what that experience yeah. was like for you and a little bit more about things that you learned there that you're applying now with, in your creative career
1: okay so i think so just to quote to i wouldn't go like Give any backstory or anything, but I'll just give you like a, a brief answer. So, the project engineer, um, would you like me to okay. mention the company? I mean, I don't really mind. No, so.
0: you, you don't have to, you can if you want to.
1: Yeah, okay. So, the project engineer, I was working with an IOC here in Nigeria, um, Mobile, Mobile Nigeria to be precise. So, looking at the project engineer for, let's say, a year plus yeah no sorry so i was working as a project engineer for about six months then i was an intern and before i'm getting to a project engineer
0: and then yeah. what are the things that you saw that you learned there that you are actually applying now in your creative space besides obviously knowing how to manage a project
1: yeah so number one is how to, how to manage a team of people and also um how to, how to how to discuss and how to talk with clients and another thing is how to sell yourself as a photographer and as a cinematographer or as a creative to be um to be precise.
0: Yeah, it's huge as well. Uh because the creative space we find ourselves in now is very, very much competitive. There's so many photographers coming up. Yeah. So many different videographers coming up almost like Mm -hmm. eggs they're being hatched you know like it's crazy (laughs) so you need to you need to stand out you need to stand out and i love it i'm not complaining i love that there's so many people who are able now to express themselves creatively because back in the day you knew that if you were a project engineer that's what you were for life you ain't going to change and from a young age it was either you're a doctor a lawyer an accountant a teacher things like that and if you were a singer or if you liked painting or you liked sculpting, you were never allowed, even by in the community that we lived in, you were never allowed a space to express yourself that way. So I'm, I'm happy to see that there are more and more creative people emerging and coming out and trying to express themselves and turn their talents into something they can live off. Um, but again, it comes back to the point that it's very competitive. Uh, it's not like these guys are just hatching and they're not talented. They're very much creative very much talented people, how do you, as me, make sure that you stand out in this very competitive space?
1: Okay, yeah. So I think that's that's a really good question, and it's something I think um, everybody, no matter the crops, you should know how to stand out in your own field. Um, so I myself, what I do to stand out is, number one, I try to be different. So difference in the sense that yes everybody has every photographer has a camera every almost every almost every videographer or um, filmmaker has a drone. But at the same time, I try to take from different angles. I try to work on different projects that haven't been done before. So the truth of the matter is, um, if you go to my Instagram page, you see that I've tried to build this kind of aesthetic for Nigeria, um, especially. So I, I try to shoot. From different angles that no other photographer has shot before, although, um, some of them have been recreated. Um, but I try to just do something different. So once you do, like, once you take from a different angle, no matter the gear you use, just try and be different, work with different people and always work with the, always try your best to work with the best people in terms of if I have a beauty shoot, for instance, now I already have my, my go-to makeup artist, you get so uh, I always like I always beg the client, like please just use let's let's find a way to use social and so person because number one, I love her work. Um she makes my work as a photographer or the cinematographer easier when editing and also when shooting. Yeah. So she's very professional, very timely. So just work with the best people and like, you'll be able to get the best results.
0: I love that so much. Uh, I think that kind of reminded me of uh, this thing that I say to a lot of people. It's that when you kind mm-hmm. of find your barber, you just can't change. Yeah. You find the guy who knows how to cut your hair. Even if you travel, I mean, you can go away for six months and you come back and you've got an afro because your guy cuts your hair. So it's, it's, they know you more than anyone else and they make your job easy. So the makeup artist, the sound engineer, you kind of complement each other. Um, So it it definitely makes sense that you've been working together on a number of projects. And obviously, when you start off, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of communication that needs to be done to get each other on the same page. But once you do, it's hard to change from that individual. So I think I dig that a lot in having almost a quote-unquote set team that you have that knows you and meets you at your point of need. You kind of know each other's weaknesses, you know each other's strengths, and then you exploit each other's strengths and you know support each other's weaknesses at the same time. So I appreciate that um, and I think it even goes over and beyond making sure that you support her hustle without even realizing begging your clients to use her makes sure that she gets work. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty cool to have a circle or a network of creatives that's constantly supporting one another and making sure that you know everybody gets a piece of the cake uh, and I love that and I appreciate that so much. Um, Yeah, but you also mentioned something about how you try and capture different angles and different spaces in your country. When I bumped into your work initially, I, I really did not believe that you were in Nigeria. Like that's how good your work is. Um there's like I, I like I guess there's a stereotype of how Nigeria looks and a certain type of image images and photos and videos that have been taken and they're almost kind of repetitive if you look at it. Uh, But what you are doing uh, is very different. It's very much aesthetic. And even your color grading, yo, I can't even begin. (laughs) Your color grading is definitely, is definitely out of this world. Uh, I love it so much. Um, And I can't wait to see you grow and continue to do more uh, with your content. Uh, But what is your plan? I mean, you've only been in this space for about three years, four years now. What is your plan for the brand that is me yeah. and how do you wish to grow, and what do you hope to achieve in the future?
1: Yeah. So, um, so my long-term plan, right, is to, <coughs> sorry. So my long-term plan is to remain a photographer. Um. So I don't plan on going back to any 95. I mean, I've gotten some offers. Let me just put it that way. But I don't plan to do, to go back to 95. So my plan is to remain a photographer. Um. Keep on, keep on taking, um, pictures, videos. But at the same time, I'm looking to build, let's say, a team and also a business that helps people and helps creatives to grow. So we have a lot of photographers that are doing that here in Nigeria. Um, so they have their master classes. Um, but I want to do that on the long run. So that's, um, rather than have it once a year, it's just like a coaching service. So anybody can get it at any time of the year. That's just my plan.
0: I love that. Um, it's very difficult for me to say I've ever met a photographer who in one way, shape or form isn't trying to give back what they've learned and what they've experienced. Um, yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. I, I don't know how many people really do understand what it takes and what goes into building a decent photography career. It's not easy, uh, yeah. especially yes, starting not. off buying gear and getting your first couple clients People look at you and they're like, can I have a portfolio? And all you have is pictures of your family. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> so it's, I, I, I don't know what it is about creatives. I really do not know what it is about creatives. I know so many people out there who aren't creative or are giving back, but it's, I, I, I see it so much in creative people. Um It's the struggle that they go through, but then when they reach almost quote unquote the top or a comfortable space, all they want to do is give back. All they want to do is teach other people. It's like, it's, it's the craziest thing. I, I don't understand it, but I love to see it. I truly love to see it. I think I can only thank God um, for, for that. Um, but we've just spoken about what you would love to achieve and what are your goals and where you want to reach at. Uh, but I think it's always good to stop sometimes and kind of look at where we've come from and where we are at now. Um, and for you, from when you started and currently looking at where you are now, what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned? That's the first thing. And what is the one thing that you are most proud of? Just as an individual maybe or as a creator?
1: Yeah. Okay. So um so I think the biggest lesson I've learned just it comes in a quote actually. So I um, mean it's a quote by Steve Jobs. So he said, um, you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards. So that means there are a lot of us that um we may not really have like the future isn't certain, right? Um we have our plans. We have our goals. Some things happen that we don't want to happen. But at the same time, sometimes when we look back at what, what happened, um, we can only be like thankful to God. Um, like we're already happy it did happen. So things happen for a reason. That's all I just have to say. That's the biggest lesson I've learned. So you have to, I mean, you have to always know that something will fall and something will be in its place. So things always happen for a reason. And everybody needs to learn
0: that. Mm, That's huge. Uh, And I I, I remember asking a couple of times on a number of uh, podcasts that I recorded, asking people, do you feel like if you could do things differently, go back and change what you did, would you do it differently? And a lot of the times, almost 100% of the time, people are like, I would never change how things worked out. Because sort of everything that happened, even if it was a bad situation, Kind of built them and led them to where they are now. If things had happened in a different way, we have no way of telling how things would have ended. And I think, like you said, ultimately, God is in control. It's not uh, like uh, he's trying to bring us down or trying to hurt us. He's got our best interests at heart. He always has, he always will. And I think the idea is trying to learn from the positive, the negative situations, uh, build our character, build our faith, build our perseverance. Uh, And I love that. You've learned that, and I hope a lot of people can leech off of that and learn that as well, uh, to take each step in the journey as it comes, uh, and hopefully, like you're saying, something will click, something has to click uh, if you continue to put the time in, if you remain consistent and persistent uh, at your dreams and what you want. Uh, I loved that. Um, but you do quite a number of things, and I think we've already spoken about it. Uh, you take photos indoors and outdoors. You, know, you work with your camera. You work with your drone as well. You take videos what is the one thing that you love the most uh i know for me <laughs> i absolutely love flying the drone i absolutely love flying the drone i think i've got a big passion for eagles uh i've got a big passion for flying in general so being able to be with the drone and see the world from that perspective it's mind-blowing uh, so yeah. i really, really do love flying the drone what's your favorite part about all this um,
1: so I don't want to say I'm gonna copy you, but mine too That's <laughs> not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't like my camera, but like to be honest, mm-hmm. so number one it's once you learn how to fly a drone, right? I mean, you you really appreciate like the angles you can get, the different things you can do. Um, yeah. um number one number one reason is not not too many people know how to use a drone. A lot of people mm-hmm. um are starting to learn this but once you can learn how to use a drone you, you will love it trust me so i mean i got my camera first when i got the drone like two years after but, like the drone i mean now nowadays i think i use the drone a little bit more than a camera
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that and, and you're right bro like it's it's not that I don't like my camera. I love it. Uh, I can yeah. spend so much time on my camera with my gimbal making videos. But mm-hmm. it's the difference in perspective. You know, being on my camera yeah. uh, doesn't really change what I see with my own eyes. Uh, but yeah. being with the drone, I only see that once in a while on a flight or in a 20-story building. But even then, <laughs> the perspective, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> you know, it's not the same. So yeah. I think... I appreciate um, just the difference and the ability to capture God's creation from yeah. those different angles. Uh, mm-hmm. The movement of and,
1: Yeah.
0: And things... Yeah, things, you were going things, to say? Things look,
1: yeah, like the environment looks more beautiful from above. I mean, so God, God has a very good view of us. Of, of
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm always looking at it, especially when you take it way high. You're like... I'm yeah. so small. I'm so insignificant. Yeah. Uh, you, t- mm-hmm. you take it up yeah. in a neighborhood, and you see 50, 60 different houses, and people yeah. are living their lives right there. You know, and things mean, are happening. And they, don't they, even like, they don't know. That, they don't even know. <laughs> exactly. They don't <laughs> even know. So it's, it's. I think it's. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. The capabilities uh, that the drones have, and I was going to ask what drone you have and how you've yeah. been finding flying that drone so far if you are looking to upgrade and which one would you upgrade to
1: okay so for the drone right so what i have is um i don't know if you guys can see this so this is let me put this in focus sorry um yeah perfect so this is a mavic air 2. so this is this has been my drone for the past year so before this i was actually using the mavic air 1 yeah, so I was actually using the Mavic Air One before this and I changed the map from the Mavic Air One strictly because the camera wasn't too good and also it had some range issues. But this drone right here, the Mavic Air Two, um, I will definitely recommend it for anybody. But now if I had um yeah, if I had like the, 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 the choice to change the drone, um I'll probably change it to the newer one, the newer one of this. That's the Mavic Air Two S. And there's nothing different. It's just because they have a better camera.
0: Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people (laughs) will see content creators and they'll see the content and they'll see all the amazing footage of the drones. And it's all beautiful. It's amazing. We love to see it. But what they don't know is these things crash all the time. For me personally, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've crashed mine one too many times. Have you ever crashed your drone? Have you ever had... Scary moments where you thought, This is it, this is the end, I'm not going to give back. And can you tell us those stories? Yeah,
1: sure. So, um, so I'll start with my first run. right? So, I had um, mm. the Mavic Air before this. That's the Mavic Air 1. So, I was flying in a courtyard. So, there were these springs that you, you, can't, you, you can't really see them. Yet. So it's like <laughs> tiny wires. And so the crazy thing is that sensors, sensors don't these wires. So, I was flying. I was with my cousins. Next night, <laughs> I took it Then it crashed. I'm telling So, like the, the, gimbal, the gimbal of the room broke.
0: So, oh, I had to, like, is that what, leg. Is that what messed up the camera? Is that why you ended up changing?
1: No, 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 no. So, so it didn't really mess up the camera. In, in, like, I just mean like the quality then. But like the mm. why I ended up changing it was because it crashed a second time. Oh, yeah.
0: What happened?
1: Like, um I've forgotten it. I think I was I was I was flying somewhere like indoors actually, which is not recommended. I was flying indoors <laughs> and then it crashed there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh snap. Uh, I love it. No, but it's it's it's, it's real. These things these things mm-hmm. happen.
1: And have yeah. you crashed
0: the new one <laughs> at all? Oh
1: yeah. So I've had um two major crashes with this new drone here. Um the first one was the minor sorry, I had one minor crash, one major crash with this new drone. So the first major crash was which is the only major crash was when I was recording at the stadium. And the thing about um, videography is that you can't sorry, the thing about drone videography is you have to find a way to hide yourself as the drone operator so that you would not show um when you are when you are reviewing the footage. So I had to like hide behind the building, which took the drone out of my line of sight. But I also like knew the path. So I just did a quick shot of it revolving around the person. And unfortunately, this particular drone doesn't have um, sensors on the side yet. So it was going around about to complete the circular motion. Next thing we heard was bush. So it just fell on the floor. So like, fortu- yeah, so fortunately for for me, right? So it wasn't like, I'd say, very high elevation. It was just like something very slow. So we just fell from there. Um, but the only issue now is if you put on the drone, this particular one, mm-hmm. um, you just hear um, a, a bit of screech, scratch, squoosh. scritch
0: That's funny. <laughs> no, but it's real. I think for me, it's, it's such a huge fear being able to fly my drone and, uh, yeah. and not crash it. And like you're saying you need to be, as the person taking the video, you need to be out of sight. You don't, you don't need to be in the shot. But for me, I'm so scared. I always somehow find myself in the shots and I'm copying myself out because I'm so scared to not see what's going on because of that sensor issue that you're talking about. Um, but those are the struggles. That's what we have to live with. That's the the rush and the adrenaline that you kind of get <laughs> from doing this thing, which we love so much. Um, but yeah, I think we're kind of rounding up and getting towards the end of the sit-down, which I've enjoyed so much. Uh, it's been such a process I think for <laughs> people who are watching this will be like ah this went well but they don't know that we've been sitting here for about two hours now trying to set this thing up yeah <laughs> trying to get like uh, <laughs> my um, I mean, and this I'm is what this saw, is what our fourth time saw. sitting down it's mm-hmm. so like our fourth time yeah, trying yeah. to do this thing Um but yeah this is what you got to do and you got to do what you got to do, right? You're going to go to the questions. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate it. I really do appreciate your patience uh, again yeah, uh, you take you, the time you. out. No, no, you you have been very, very patient with me also. Thank you so, so I much. I appreciate it. I really look up to your work and I really look forward to seeing uh, yeah. more of it. Uh, but just to yeah. wrap round us off... Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, 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 it's my pleasure. But just to round <laughs> us off, uh, I know uh, that the, 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 the creative space isn't an easy one. Uh, You've had your successes, you've enjoyed what you enjoyed, but there are bumps and humps and trials and things that you have to endure. Um, And after you having seen all the things you have to endure, if you were in a position where you were able to speak to a younger version of yourself, you know, three years ago, four years ago, about to embark on this journey, what advice would you give them uh, knowing what you know now about the creative space, about life? What would you tell a younger version of yourself to look out for?
1: yeah okay so um so there's this i, I like quotes a lot right? so there's this quote that goes um do not do not go where the path may lead, but you should go where there is you no know, path and you should leave be so reason, it the reason why i tell myself that right is like i said i try to be different um a lot of a lot of photographers and Nigerian photographers they, they tend to like do the same thing beauty photography. yeah it's not bad, right? So, so there are a lot of people that are really good in the craft. Mm. But like if you try if you try to be different, um there will definitely be some setbacks. There will be some challenges because nobody has gone on that path mm. before. But once you set once you set that trail, I'm telling you, you will have no issues um of mastering your craft and also you will have no issues um getting a certain audience to follow you.
0: That's huge, that's big. Um and I yeah. I do firmly believe that it's not easy being different. Uh, Speak to anyone who's been an innovator, anyone who's uh, been an entrepreneur or creative person who's sparked or set the pace for a certain kind of uh, innovation that's different. People always look at it and they're scared because people get so comfortable with what they're used to and the fear of changing that and being out of that comfort zone, it scares them to death. So they'd rather stick to what they know uh, and not explore anything different. Um, but if you remain persistent, if you remain proving yourself, if you remain showing the worth of yeah. your difference, people will catch on to it one way or another. I mean, we've got over two billion, three billion people on the planet. There has to be at least a <laughs> thousand that will like your work. Yeah. that will latch onto it, you know, uh, so I appreciate mm-hmm. yeah. the way you think. I appreciate your mind for that. Um uh, it's yeah, thank you so much. don't go where there's the path, uh, create your own and leave a trail for others as yeah. well who might be scared. Exactly. Who are waiting exactly. for someone like you or someone like me to leave that trail.
1: Um mm-hmm. I think the world yeah. just kind
0: of works that way in that some people were meant to be leaders and some weren't. Um so I like that you, you've got that leadership aspect in you. You want to set the pace. You want to revolutionize, yeah. revolutionize English. <laughs> you want to change. Happy, happy, happy. You just want to change <laughs> the way things are done. And, and I'm looking forward. Like I said, I'm a big fan of your work. Um, definitely going to be following yeah. your journey. I'm looking you. forward to seeing you grow uh, and do all the things that God has yeah, for you. Definitely. Right so on, yeah that, that's the end of all the questions that i have today uh i appreciate it so much uh once again thank you for being here hopefully you can ho- hopefully you can come to SA, or i can come to nigeria we can link up we can make dope yes, content and sure. that'll be dope that'll be lit yeah that'll be dope that'll be dope, that'll that'll be dope. Be dope. so
1: hopefully i should be in SA. let's say the next two years hopefully be, so that's, that's 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 one of the
0: for plans. sure we should make plans to link yeah. up we should stay in touch and we can make dumb content. Definitely. I'm looking forward it's to it. Yourself. Thank you so much. Yes, sure. I appreciate
1: it. Yes, sure, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Luca. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Subscribe to Lucas' channel if you're not already. Uh, make sure you give the video a thumbs up and um, put on post notifications. I got that right.
0: <laughs> yes, you did. Thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, I didn't even ask you to, to nah, do that. No, don't worry. No, that, yeah, it's good, it's that means a lot. That means a lot. Yeah. Okay. big shout big shout
1: big yeah please and also also check out lucas on instagram right
0: i think you should just run my channel right i think you should just <laughs> take over <laughs> i think you should just take over run and, and you know just shout me out and do your thing <laughs> i appreciate that so much no one's ever shouted me out actually yeah oh nice nice nice
1: good <laughs>
0: bless thank you bro thank you so yeah
1: much sure man sure Thank you so, so much. It was an awesome time with you.